King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. We are up for episode nine of the 2020 season of League Castle. And uh, today we're going to be joined by a former Newcastle Rugby League Player of the Year, a former Central Coast Rugby League Player of the Year. He's played... uh, a lot of his senior football for the Woi Woi Roosters, as well as having spent a number of years, including a premiership at the Macquarie Scorpions. He uh, also starred on Fox League's program, the NRL Rookie, uh, and finished third in that season. He is none other than former New South Wales country hooker, Chris Hyde. And we're joined by Chris Hyde, uh, most recently of the uh, Woi Woi Roosters. Uh, Chris, thanks for a little bit of time uh, on League Castle. Ah, beautiful. Good to be here. Mate, uh, we might start off. Just uh, give us a bit of a, a story uh, about uh, your footballing journey. I guess lots of people know you from your time uh, both on the Central Coast competition and, uh, of course, to your time up in Newcastle with the Scorps as well. So give us a bit of a – where did you start out with your footy and, and just tell us a, a short version of the story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sweet. No, I started um, down the nine. I started at Woi I was a Woi junior. Uh, played all the way, just battling through there until the under-14s. I changed to um, the arch-rivals, your minor bunnies. I wasn't very good back then. I couldn't make any rep sides. I was even battling to even make my um, own age team to play on the wing and a few things. Until about the under-16s, I um, had a much-needed growth spurt and um, I caught up to everyone a bit and got a bit more confidence. And, um, yeah, found myself back at Warway in the 17s and then found myself uh, playing SG ball for Central Coast. Um, and that was kind of my first sort of big stepping stone into the into the rep um, sort of world. And then, um, yeah, from there, sort of had a crack, went down to under 20s to South. But, yeah, I was, was a bit too keen to um, uh, party in that, the age 18 to 19. So, yeah, I couldn't – I really got over the travel – Yep. Pretty early, and um, yeah, I came back to play first grade for Warwick, and uh, I was lucky enough to play for my brother, and we actually won the comp that year when nice. I was 18. So yeah, I wouldn't really change that. But um, yeah, out of that, I got I got picked up on a scholarship by the Melbourne Storm, which was um, you know pretty surreal at the time. Got to go down to Melbourne and train with a few of those fellas, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Inglis. And, um, yeah, it was an awesome couple of weeks that I got. Uh, I don't think in the end I really sort of if I took my time back I'd probably you know probably stop stop the um, partying a bit as much as what I was. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was a bit of a life lesson. I, I actually I thought um, obviously my position was hooker and I was picked playing under twenty for the storm. I was playing five eight and um, yeah, probably my attitude wasn't as good as what it should have been. Um, and yeah, I sort of um, sort of went to from there. I uh, left and I went to uh, the Newcastle comp with Charlestown. Um, have a run there. I um, was playing a bit of night New South Wales Cup too. Had a couple of games there, 
But um, at the same time, I was 20, uh, 20 or 21 and all my mates having 21st and same thing. I was traveling, didn't want to sort of uh, do all that too much. So I ended up coming back to Woolwee that year and a um, couple games in, I ended up snapping my kneecap. That was in uh, 2008. So that was a pretty bad injury. I, you know, the quarter of my kneecap sort of stayed at the bottom and three quarters of it floated up into the top part of my leg. Yeah, right. Wow. So that was, um, yeah, that was a shocker at that sort of stage. At 21, that kept me out of the game for um, 18 months. So um, come back in 2010 and, you know, had a really good preseason. Just come back to Warway. Just wanted to sort of get back into local footy. But um, a couple of games into that, I fractured my eye socket and cheekbone. Had to get uh, a couple of plates put in that. And then I come back from that one, same year, and uh, first game back, got a broken jaw. And that finished me off. So I think I played three games in nearly three years. Yeah, so, man, um, what a run. Yeah, that was a good run. But since then, you know, touch wood, I haven't got too many bad injuries. And uh, I come back in 2011, back to just Woolway, and I picked up the Central Coast Player of the Year, which was um, it was good just to get a full season behind me. And, um, yeah, so from there I got um, a chance to go to New South Wales Cup 2012, the Bears. And, um, yeah, I took that. I had a really good season. Played most of the games all year. Um, and, yeah, got a lot of confidence. I didn't end up making the top squad, which is the, um, you know, that was actually with South mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but I didn't make the top squad. But, uh, yeah, so I come back to Woolway in 2013. Um, had a really good year there. Um, end up making the New South Wales country team. And, um, yeah, we ended up going to South Africa. And that was, you know, that was bloody once in a lifetime experience that, doing all the safaris and all that. It was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, from there, Barry Moore from Macquarie, he was pestering me so, um, to go up there. And, um, you know, he wouldn't leave me alone. I was, I was just going to go back to Warway, but he... Um, he wouldn't take no for an answer, so I ended up going up there in 2014, and that was um, the best. I think that's the best decision I ever made. Ended up getting Player of the Year in Newcastle that year, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was really good. It was kind of um, it's good to just get out of that comfort zone. Really tested me, especially going into Toronto. You know, a few of the boys up there, you know, they're um, a bit ragged up that way, but um, <laughs> you know, ended up getting yeah, really good combination with a few of the boys up there. And, um, yeah, it was probably the best four years of footy, the next four years with the score, which, um, you know, we ended up making three grand finals along that way. And, you know, I finally um, ended in 2017 when we won the comp. And I was lucky enough, you know, oh, Blake Gallon. I was a shocking injury in 2017 of him, but um, I ended up taking the captaincy off him. You know, it was so tough to see Gow not there for the grand final, but he was... You know the um, biggest part of our team, I think, in that four years. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got the Lister Trophy, and that was me done on Newcastle. I'd been tra- working in Sydney for all those years, travelling to Newcastle to play footy, and um, yeah, it was an, enough for me just to come back and jump back to Woolwee in 2018. So um, yeah, that was kind of my story growing up. A bit all over the shop, but um, yeah, it was an awesome story. Buddy, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any of it now. It's been a, a fairly, uh, fairly wide and varied journey, as you said. Um, and uh, I guess one of the, one of the elements that you sort of didn't touch on there, mate, uh, where some people will know you from, is, is the NRL rookie. It wasn't the uh, the most successful in terms of the TV show itself, but you had quite a good run 
uh, on that one season that it did go for and uh, made it through to the final three. Yeah, mate. No, that was awesome. That was bloody, um, you know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, I was sort of a late, put put an application in late in 2015 and, um, yeah, ended up getting accepted. And uh, I didn't know much about it at the time. Um, All I knew is uh, I could be away for one day, I could be away for 10 weeks is what I got told. Um, So, yeah, we ended up up making the top 30 down there and, uh, um, yeah, gave it a run. Was sure I was not good at the time to give it. Um, had, had to leave the scorp, and um, you know Barry Moore still filthy on me to this day that I didn't. Um, I wasn't there for their grand final 2015, which uh, I was on the phone to me old man the whole game, and I thought they were home. They're up by 20 at half time, then up getting pipped on the line by Lake. So that was a um, that was a tough one to cop. But um, in the end, uh, the experience was awesome. You know, I um, I knew from the start. I was um I thought I'd go pretty far just um just knowing the boys and who I was sort of playing with in there I thought I'd um I'd go pretty close to the end but um yeah never what I thought I'd be bloody standing up there on stage at the end in the top three it was um yeah very surreal experience yeah it was certainly an interesting one a lot of those guys that you're competing against much younger than you and uh a very different story I guess in terms of their backgrounds um there's some really varied backgrounds. You know, we had a professional rugby union player from England or semi-professional and, and you had a couple, of, I think two or three of the guys came from, you know, traditional rugby league stock or lineage, you know, dads that had played in the NRL and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, certainly a real mixed bag. But as you say, it would have been a, a phenomenal opportunity and uh, certainly an eye-opening experience for those nine or ten weeks. Yeah, mate, it was. I knew from day one Lou Goodwin was going to win that competition. I remember two chatting to him. And he, um, I just knew he had it all. He had the, he had the good background. He had his, um, his age was, you know, on his side, and he, um, you know, had every part of, um, football sort of to make it to the top. Few, few injuries, only thing that stopped him. He would have made it for sure, no doubt. Yeah, lovely mate. Um, and uh, I guess that probably leads us on to the present day, and uh, I guess what happens going forward. I think you're still undecided in regards to where you play, but you're definitely keen to, to pull on the boots again and go round. Should we get underway for 2020? Yeah, mate, for sure. Um, in the last two years before, they've been great years. We've um, we've got uh, in the top three, which is, um, you know, always your goal at the start of the year, especially with Wong with the entrance in there. You know, they're the two powerhouses. Um, both, both seasons have been pretty similar. We started off, we haven't had much cattle at training to start of the year. Slow start. I think we lost our first four games both years and we um, might have put eight or nine on the trot through the middle of the season both years and then they end up going out in straight sets in the semis. So, um, yeah, no, they've been, they have been good years. It's a bit disappointing this year. We um, we really um, gave it to the entrance in our major semi. We threw everything at them to, um, you know, I think we're up 12 nil. Um, twenty or thirty into the game, and um, they just they just had too much in the forwards. You know, we got that big forward pack, and they just ran over top of us late to pip us. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the next week, Erina knocked us off. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a disappointing end of the year, that's for sure. Yeah, it's certainly a tough comp as you touch on. You're certainly looking at those two, I guess, probably better financial clubs in the entrance of Wyong, and, and probably just the depth that that allows them to you know, have on hand. And, and I know I, I called a couple of the entrance games and wine games this year and the entrance, some of the guys running around in reserve grade, it'd be walk-up starts at a lot of the other clubs. So 
Um, it's, it's a bit of an imbalance, but uh, I guess it's something to address as we go forward. And, and on that note, the, the Woi Woi Club that you've been involved with for the last couple of years find themselves in a, a pretty interesting position, obviously, with the announcement only uh, a few weeks ago that their leagues club will be closing, mate. How do you think that's going to affect the, the footy club? Yeah, mate, very unfortunate, um, especially being a Woi Junior and that club, you know, been there great support all the time, uh, the whole time. But, um, yeah, I think I don't think it'll be the only league club, you know. After this sort of tough time, who knows what's going to happen in the uh, next couple of months. It could happen to, you know, could happen to, the, to Erina, the entrance, who knows, Wong even. But um, I think I think what you know for sure, it's going to bring the club, um, all the clubs sort of back on level playing fields maybe. Obviously, all those, um, the Wong, the entrances, Aaron, as they're all backed by league clubs that haven't been open. So, um, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen going forward. It's certainly an unknown and an interesting space that we sort of wade forward into as um, the football community and probably just reiterates, I guess, the importance of those other other businesses and entities in the community, you know, how valuable their support is for those clubs. And we've seen similar things uh, up in the Newcastle Rugby League with Belmont. They had... Uh, their sporties club go under, which was one of the major sponsors and supporters of Lakes, and and Lakes have had to, I guess, diversify their sponsorship model a little bit and have a look at other options, and there'll hopefully be others that can step into the breach to continue, you know, what has been a strong and historical club in, in the Woi Woi Roosters and and the support of them from the local community. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Um, just hoping everything sort of turns out good for everyone in the end. Um, you know, the uncertain times, it's um, it's crazy. Who would have ever thought, eh? Yeah. You're going through. It's, a, it's, a, it's certainly uh, a, a weird and wonderful time we live in and hopefully we can just get back on the paddock and uh, all, all clubs are back out there uh, in some form in 2020 and uh, we're back to the status quo and the, the uh, regular competition in 2021. But, mate, uh, we might move along and just talk uh, quickly uh, a little bit more closer to home for you, I guess. Personally, it's been a pretty whirlwind and big uh, 6 to 12 months in terms of uh, the off-season, so to speak, mate. You got, not only uh, got married, but expecting your first uh, first little bub, mate, a boy. Congratulations. Yeah, no, cheers, mate. No, it's been awesome. Um, you know, in such a bad time, we've got a few things to look forward to. So, um, yeah, we've got married. Um, my partner, Shay, or my wife now, I should say. Um, back in November, we went on a little honeymoon in uh, from January through to February, and... Um, yeah, lucky enough to have um, a little fella on the way due in October. Yeah, mate, so, um, um, you c- certainly didn't muck about. And I have to say the uh, the videography from the honeymoon was, was spectacular for any of the boys that are f- friends with you on Facebook. Uh, is that your work or was that Shay's magic? Nah, Shay's magic. I'm hopeless, mate. <laughs> I, um, she just tells me what to do and I do it. And I think I think that's the um, you know behind all of us is a, a good woman who's got half an idea and we're just following along t- taking instructions most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, with isolation, how, how's it affected uh, yourself and how you're spending your time at the moment? Well, mate, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm still working. Um, I'm a Sparky. I work down in um, at North Sydney at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we, we're um, seen as essential. So, um, yeah, I'm up pretty early. I'm up. At um, about three thirty, getting some um, starting at six, getting the day done, getting home, um, trying to isolate from home. Got the, the little gym set up in the um, third bedroom, two dumbbells, two bloody uh, 
caught a chin-up bar, put it out the back, going for runs around the bloody block. It's, um, it's a lot harder doing it by yourself, but it's, um, it's something I've got to do because, you know, it's a bit older. This day and age, I can't, the fitness is a bit harder to keep. Yep. So, um, yeah, just been trying to get into that and, um, yeah, stay out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, in terms of staying out of trouble, mate, uh, any bad habits that are getting you on the nerves of the uh, the new bride or you, you're, you're in the good books at the moment? No, mate, I'm in the good books. As soon as I am, he just sends me outside and I'll go to the chin-up bar or go go for a run or something like that. So, um, yeah, lucky enough to have a few of those things that I can just go and do. Um, also playing a bit of NBA 2K on the PlayStation with a few of the boys, playing a bit of a league. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, that's good too. You're holding your own there, mate. Oh, 100% mate got the number two old number one draft pick with Giannis the boys are blowing up but um, <laughs> yeah no cheating fair and square yeah lovely mate and, and I see in a lot of your uh, social media stuff mate the dog features pretty heavily there's some uh, good company there too for the isolation yeah 100% there's a lot of walks for the dog she gets a couple of days um, she might as well be a human dead set she, um, she eats better than us on tonight sounds a lot like she my house mate yeah, 100%, 100%. Lovely, mate. Now, you, you can, uh, I guess you can talk about these. We'll start uh, just a few quick questions in regards to if you're in isolation with teammates, mate. Who'd be the best teammate that you've had, uh, current or former, to have been in isolation? If you're locked down for 14 days, who'd be the best or the most entertaining for you to be in there with? The best would probably be Blake Gallen. Yeah. You just know he's going to have, um, you know, he's going to be stocked up on piss, that's for sure. <laughs> Blake goes through a dead set 30-pack of great Norman's every night. He's, so, not, he's um, not a small man. No, he's not. He's got a low rig too, I tell you, that bloke. But um, <laughs> he's a freak on the footy field, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, you know he's going to have you covered in the uh, alcohol department, that's for sure. Yeah, right. And uh, who'd, be, who'd be the uh, worst to be locked in with? Uh, the worst to be locked in with? Um, oh, probably uh, Mac and Jim Fawcett, the twins. Yeah. They're, um, God. Oh, Absolute pest, them too. They, um, they're as competitive as it comes in anything, you know. They're, um, yeah, they, they fight with each other, which is good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nah, they're, um, they're always into their banner on the, the Sony and whatever, any kind of competition. And they're, um, they're, um, they're bad losers. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'd say them. They've both got, um, from from my memory, they've both got uh, a pretty quick wit about them, though. They're quick with a, a little line from, I remember, one, I can't remember whether it was Mac or Jim when they were at Souths. Uh, absolutely frightened yeah. me when I was a touch judge and I had something to say to him and he just put me in my place very quickly. So, Yeah, yeah, that would have been Jimmy for sure. Yeah, lovely. That's for sure. He's an angry man, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, every interaction I've had with him, bar that one's been very good, so I won't throw too many stones right now. Uh, we yeah. might, might move in, mate, to the lockdown lowdown, we're calling it. And it's just a bit of a quick fire just running through, uh, I guess, your recommendations on if you're in lockdown, uh, some good uh, things to have alongside. Obviously, by the sound of it, the uh, console game is going to be the NBA 2K by the sound of it. Yeah, mate, 100%. The, um, the Sony for sure. Yeah. Um, what about in terms of I'd music, probably... mate? Have you got, you got some music that you... Uh, that you go to or that you like to like to listen to to just chill out or fire you up? No, mate, I'm a podcast man. I'm always um, in my podcast. Wherever it's you guys or Wide World Sports, um, Matty John's show, yep. um, any, anything to do with sport, I'm just um, yeah, nuts about it. Yeah, so, 
Lovely, mate. What about TV yeah. shows? Any any TV shows that you're, you're binging on at the moment on the on the streaming or anything like that or movies? Yeah, mate. The um the in between is dead set. I just keep going through the three seasons and the two movies, and I'll start the seasons again. Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, ripping show. Have you uh, caught any of the Last Dance yet, mate? Yeah, I have. I'm um, I'm up to date on that, which is um yeah pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good to get that sort of inside look. It's crazy to think that you know it was filmed that long ago, and this footage is only just coming out now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a um awesome insight. Oh, isn't it? Um, and just make you wait that extra week for the next two episodes. It's a tough wait, but um yeah. But, um, I'm looking forward to the next six episodes, that's for sure. Yeah, any, anyone that's got any inkling of sports interest, whether you're a basketball fan or not, definitely check that one out. It's uh, right up there, I think. So, And, mate, if yeah, you, definitely. in terms of the lockdown, I'm only going to fire through a few categories here. And um, if, if you had to be locked down for, for a couple of days with one of the following categories, I just want to know who it would it be and why. Um, a sports star. Sports star. Um, what do we got? Uh, well, I'd have to say probably Freddie Fittler. You know, yeah. at the time that I I did um, get with him and the rookie, he had some pretty good stories, and he's a he's a, he's a bloody character, Freddie. Yeah. So that um, I think you'd always have your laugh, and that's for sure. So I'd probably say Freddie. Yeah, he's a little bit different, so I think it'd be quite entertaining. He likes a bit of his earthing and some different stuff as well as, as you say, you know, similar to a Matty Johns type. He'd have some good yarns from back in that era when when footy was footy. Uh, yeah, Matty Johns would be a close second, I think. What about uh, an actor or an actress, mate? Is there, is there one of those? And, you know, obviously remembering that you are recently married, when you when you pick who you're going to get locked down with here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Who we got? I'm a big Chris Hemsworth fan. Yeah. Wouldn't mind, um, yeah, having um, a few be a, beers of him. He'd be a serious workout partner too, I reckon, like in terms of the, the oh, stuff he could put you through. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He's um, I got his app. He's got the free app out at the yep. moment. Yeah, center. So he's um, yeah, that's it. That's the one. He's got um, a few good training programs and that on there. So um, yeah, I think he'd be a good bloke. I hope that's working sure. better for you than it is for me, mate. I'm I'm not looking any better than when I went into isolation. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> we might, we that's might, all right, mate. Might go, that's all right, mate. I'm I'm not uh, not a player anymore, and I'm definitely not a referee at the moment. So uh, just you know, no one can see me in my podcast studio, so I'm all right. Uh, that's exactly right. Might just go yeah. into the questions now to wrap up, mate, and then I'll, I'll let you get back to your lovely wife. Um, yep. Mate, we're going to start. Well, this first one's not exactly a question, but I'm, I'm happy to take your comments on it. Corey Brown, he kissed me once. I'm not sure what that's about. Do you want to expand or you just leave enough said there? Oh, we can expand. I'd have to say it probably on a mad Monday. One of the first ones. I um, There was a few loose ones there in the yep. early days of the Scorps. Um, <laughs> Josh Schmiedel. He was a classic. He was yeah. probably um, he's probably the best I've seen on the Mad Monday. I'm I'm a pest myself, but he um, he put someone in Barry Barry Moore's hat one day that Barry nearly put back on, but I can't stay here. But um, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if you know he's probably not the only bloke I've kissed. So yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. Twenty dollars yeah, is twenty dollars, right? Hundred percent, right? uh, mate. Hundred uh, percent. The next one, and we've talked about these two. Uh, Mango Murphy's asked, "Who's better, Mac or Jim?" Oh, what well, I have to say, Jimmy. Maybe five or six years ago, but um, at the moment, I'd have to say Mac. Mac turned himself into um, a good Ed second rower, and um, Jimmy's really let the um, you know the kilos really jump on. 
that body. I think he's a player about 80 and only he's about 120 at the moment. Jimbo. So <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have, to say, I'll have to say Mac at the moment. Really trying to make his way right up to the front row then. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, mate, uh, again, this one, some, I'm guessing these are some of your mates jumping in here. Sam Gollidge, what's it like being famous? Uh, oh, mate, well, it's pretty much just went through a three-month period of 10-year-olds wanting selfies. So it wasn't that good, I'll tell you. Yeah, but, um, right. no, nah, no, nah, it was good at the time. You know, it's a bit of a um, experience to get, you know, young kids asking for a photo all that. Didn't go for long, but, um, yeah, took it all me stride. Mate, that just was good. Make the most of all, make, make hay while the sun shines, I guess. 100%. Um, the, the next one comes from uh, one of the boys that's involved in our show in Dan McCamley, and he just said, uh, do you want to talk us through your uh, stellar commentary debut in the uh, 2019 Central Coast Rugby League Grand Final? Yeah, mate. Dan carried me all the way through that, I'll tell you. And uh, it was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that. I wouldn't mind going again this year if there's a chance. Oh, mate, hopefully, so, you'll, hopefully you'll be playing in it instead. Um, yeah, yeah, true, true. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure there'll be a spot for you, mate. I, th- I thought your special comments were pretty good and it might be a calling for you in, you know, another five or ten years when you eventually decide to hang those boots up. Maybe two or three. I don't know, about five to ten. <laughs> there we go. Uh, mate, you could always follow your uh, former teammate, uh, Daniel John Farnham-Abraham. You know, his, his lead. Uh, we had Abe's on the show that, with a, a long-form podcast that we released yesterday. And, uh, mate, uh, he certainly went on to yeah, play, like, 21 years of senior footy. Mate, I'll listen to it. Um, geez, he can talk, can't he? He loves a chat. Geez, he, oh, he loves a chat. He's, he's um he's a top bloke. He's um but yeah, he had a really good career, didn't he? Bit um bit all over the shop as well. Certainly, but, um, certainly did. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll wrap it up with this one. I think this one's probably you know might have a little bit of a longer answer. Is an interesting one, and and maybe you know a little bit less lighthearted than some of the others. But do you think the Central Coast and its future juniors deserve its own standalone NRL side and feeder club? Forget the Bears, the Eagles, the Storm, a brand spanking new identity representing the Central Coast region. That one came from Shannon Dixon. Yeah, um, I, I think that's 100%, mate. I don't know what the backing and the finances are like at the moment, but I think I think NRL really gets a chance back when um, Singo was throwing all the money in, especially yeah. with the stadium there and that. I think um, I think it is something that would take off, you know, the, um, the Central Coast, the people would get around it, that's for sure. Um, you know, you just have a look back when the Mariners, when they sort of were at their peak and they were getting full houses. Um, and I know that, you know, the Central Coast is a lot more of a um, rugby league, um, you know, location than a uh, soccer location. So, yeah, I, I don't know why it hasn't happened. Yeah, mate. But, um I would tend to yeah. agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? As you say, like a strong, strong long-term competition. There, are lots of great juniors. I mean, even in recent years, you know, the numbers, you know, that have gone on. You know, some of the better players, the likes of the Maloneys and these guys that have come from that area. Um, yeah. At, at any one time, there's you know, you could pretty much look at most NRL games. If you had to look at a round of NRL, and there'd be four or five games that would be involved involving Central Coast products and. Yeah, as you say, you've got one of the best boutique stadiums around. It's a great ground. It's pretty much just used for soccer now. Um, it's pretty much empty in the in the winter months. And if you get Singo or someone to back it, I think it'll be a great opportunity. And there, uh, it'll certainly reignite a rivalry with uh, the guys up here. I think Newcastle and the Central Coast. So hopefully, it's something yeah, we can 100%. see in the future. Yeah, I just think when they did the Northern Eagles, I think that that was the chance they had to bring in a new identity, a new 
franchise and it just didn't work. It was never going to work. And it seems like um, in all that Northern Eagles stuff, the Central Coast really missed its chance. And um, it doesn't seem like they're really going to get another one anytime soon. They're looking more Queensland to get another one. I don't think uh, New South Wales will be getting another team anytime soon. Yeah, no, you'd have to think it'd be a... um It'd be a uh, either relocated or a license taken away from a Sydney side to to distribute that way after, as you say, another Queensland or a Perth team possibly. But we'll, we'll wait along, mate, and and hopefully the generation behind us can uh, can take the opportunity and get the opportunity to be playing at that level and representing the Central Coast. But mate, thank you very much for your time this evening. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the paddock very soon. Uh, hopefully, around that July August window, we can get a bit of footy in down on the Central Coast and. Uh, Mate, we appreciate it, and we'll hopefully uh, talk to you later in the year as uh, footy's heating up. Yeah, beautiful. No, cheers for the chat. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks very much, Chris Hyde, and uh, we'll catch you during the season. Okay, cheers. That was, of course, Woi Woi Roosters and Macquarie Scorpions former player Chris Hyde, uh, who's uh, sitting in hiatus like the rest of us in the rugby league wilderness as we wait for football to come back. Uh, we really appreciate Chris joining us today. And, of course, today's episode was brought to you by our great mates at Newey Threads. Make sure to check out their uh, online range on their website and via their Facebook page. Give them a like there. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform uh, and keep up to date with all of our new releases. We'll be hoping to have the episodes continuing to come weekly as well as some of the longer-form League Castle Legends episodes. Uh, A big thank you to all of you tuning in again, uh, our loyal listeners, and we look forward to bringing some more content to you in the next week. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.